0: We are back with another episode of Boss Your Business where I interview my guests about how they build a business that supports their lifestyle. And what you guys missed out on is we already noted out behind the scenes of all the things that a well organized business allows you to do. But before we dive into all of that, so you actually get to hear it too, guys. Let me introduce you to uh, Colleen Biggs. You are a 22-year business strategist, where I also heard um, grandchildren in the green room, <laughs> where I'm like, girl, you barely look like you are old enough to have kids. Oh, how? Do you- yeah, we'll get to all of that. Um, you empower business leaders to expand their influence to attract the right clients and drive more profits. You launched over 340 businesses and you're sought after a keynote speaker, speaker, author of five, number one, international best sellers. We need to talk about that too with my book launch coming up. But I want to copy you. I'm like, cool. <laughs> always master excellence, right? Copy. Excellent. You know what I mean? I maybe I should have had three coffees today. Um, and your latest book is the, was step into the spotlight to expand your influence. You're also the CEO and founder of leap, and you were awarded the top 10 women business leaders of 2021 and the most inspirational leaders in business of 2023. Ah, you provide women with a community of entrepreneurs that take the leap daily and realize that their network is their net worth. Now, how big is your office? Because with all of these awards, your walls must be <laughs> full girl.
1: You know, it's so funny that you say that because the way I've set up my office is so that the wall I look at is kind of like a shrine of my awards. If you want me to be honest, so the very first magazine I was ever on the cover of, the very first magazine I produced, I have my black belt certificate, I have my personal training certificate, I have my vision board, I have all my medals from a competition and running. So. There's like a few things on my wall, but that's my inspiration to not only remember what I've done to get here, what I've accomplished, but it fuels me because my vision board's on the same wall to really what I'm looking to accomplish in the future.
0: While listening to you, because the moment you said it's like, I have it in front of me, I'm like, this makes so much more sense. We have the tendency to, oh yeah, this is easy now and forget all the things that yeah. we have done and learned to get here, right? And I'm I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, okay, I got things there and I got things there. I should move my calendar from in front of me and freaking me out of all the things I need to get done to just over there where I can plan and have that, that wall of awesomeness. And f- yeah, I, yeah, I think I will be redecorating my office this weekend. I love that idea because yeah. it's, we forget so fast all the things that we thought might be quite difficult in the past, yet we still accomplished it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, um, it took me you know, three years to get a black belt. And um, Mm -hmm. that is something that I'll never forget. The the bruises, the mental capacity, the physical, the everything I worked through for that. And so my husband and I had everything in boxes. And I said to him one day, you know, when I redo my office and I brought in really great furniture that I love, you know, it's kind of like a a royal blue, old 70s, like velvet, you know, and it's just super... It's comfortable for me to sit on and it's just a place that I, it's, this is my space. And I think we all need a space where it's okay to celebrate our past accomplishments, you know, to get a certificate in personal training was something I just did on a whim to see if I could pass the test, to see if I could put myself to the test, to, to see if I could do it. But then that actually became the avenue of how I was making money when I left corporate America and started to become an entrepreneur because I didn't just come out of you know corporate America, birthed this brand new entrepreneur making $250,000 a year. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs forget that. What means do you have available to you to drive income? It doesn't matter where you're driving the income from. How are you driving the income? And so I was thankful that I had that available because I was able to teach fitness classes. I was able to teach, you know, private clients and then I could ramp up private clients when I needed more money. Eventually it just, you know, it was something I didn't really enjoy doing I think I loved working out. I just don't want to teach other people how to work out. (laughs) If you want me to be really honest.
0: (laughs) I'm working on the habit of liking to work out. Oh yeah. I might have overdone my leg workout on Monday and I'm still sore. Yeah. Didn't even feel that. Um, What I love though, and what I wanted to just quickly come back for the audience is guys, did you hear what she was talking about? when you talked about putting together your office and that's one of the things that that I tell a lot of my audience and in my community where it's like guys you want to feel comfortable you want to step into the person we already know you are and you want to be you potentially not see yet where What popped in my head when you were explaining of how you really made your office space comfortable and luxurious and and yours was when I realized that having fancy coffee at home is my luxury. (laughs) I'm a sucker when it comes to coffee yet. I had a simple QIC machine for the longest time. It's like, yeah, it did the job, cool, but it wasn't anything special. And it's those little things that we can implement, little or big things that anybody can implement right now for you to step into the person (laughs) you want to be. So it's like...
1: I don't understand why we um, go through life not uh, awarding rewarding ourselves on a regular basis. I'll hear someone say to me when I get this work done, then I'll go and, you know, play or do whatever. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, If you want the fancy coffee and if, if coffee Fridays is your thing, go get the coffee and spend the time and enjoy it then go do your work. Like we're not children anymore. We don't have to do the chores and then get the reward afterwards. And I, I feel like that's such an archaic way of thinking and that's how our public schools are right. The Mm -hmm. archaic way of thinking, which is, you know, you're being taught to schools were created for us to work in factories. Plain and simple. That's what it was created. Nothing's changed since then. So if you're not planning on working in a factory, most people aren't, then, you know, it it, it doesn't make sense to me why you would continue going to college and all these other schools and keep getting more and more degrees. Unless you're a doctor or an engineer, you have to have a, a specific type of training to do your craft, right? Entrepreneurs, business administration, in college is not going to give you anything you need to no. learn how to be an entrepreneur. You need to be binging podcasts like this. You know? And
0: how often does it actually happen that when we do quote, spoil ourselves, which I just say, I'm like, it's living life. It's, I want to do this, right? It actually comes back around that we do accomplish what we want to accomplish mm-hmm. because we did the thing we wanted to do. Same with me. It's like I was told. San Diego, too expensive. Why would you move to San Diego? Do you know what when does? guess what? I moved to San Diego and it actually elevated my business. So yeah. I'm like, just do the thing now. We don't, we don't know how long we're gonna be around. So stop that's moving right. it out. That's the thing. And I, I think
1: that's really kind of a theme of your podcast. Like, how do you design your life mm-hmm. so that you're able to live your life and you're not a slave? to your business, right? You you're not a you want to design your life to where you're not a slave to your kids. You want to design your life to where you're not a slave to your community or your neighbors, right? So how do we design our life to where we're not a slave to those things? And I mean automation's key for one, yeah. but because you're only one person and then you might multiply yourself through multiple contractors that you hire and people that are on your team like you and I have done, but when it comes down to it, automation is key. What is working for you when you're out having a good time with your family? You know, what, what is working in the background? You want someone to be buying, you want, you know, dollar signs to be clicking when you're at a wedding. And that's, that's about, that's there is, how we, there's
0: nothing better sitting out having a nice dinner. <laughs> I'm, I'm one of those foodies. I love enjoying food. And by dessert, you're just, you will. I'm one of those people. I am attached to my phone. It's just me. So after I took my my evening off and I enjoyed my dinner, I do do one of those check my phone things, and it's like, oh look, somebody else signed up for startup your ClickUp. Awesome, sweet, nice. They and you know they are taken mm-hmm. care of. There's an email funneling. That's what email funnel running that greets them. That has a cute little video in it. It's like you don't have to lose your personality mm-hmm. in automations. We have so much video. We have gifts and all the things where you can keep it personal. Yeah. So we already talked about kind of what your path was coming here. What does business and life look like for you right now? Yeah.
1: So um, my husband owns a business. I own a business. We own a business together. We also own properties, houses, uh, land, land. And so my business life is very diversified in Mm -hmm. a lot of different areas. We have investments and some other start, like very fast rising, quick startup investments. And then we also have kind of the lagging, slower. Um, investments, you know, that will be there. We're never retiring. So I don't know when that money is actually going to come back to me, but maybe when I'm dead, who knows? Um, Because my husband and I, someone asked us the other day, when when do you plan on retiring? And this is what I don't like about financial planners. When are you going to retire? They want you to stack everything up for that day or whatever that year is that you're retiring. And my husband and I said, especially because we pulled into an RV park to just go check out some other RV Mm -hmm. parks. And we saw a lot of elderly people that were retired in this RV park. And it kind of shocked us for a moment because my husband and I are 51 and 61. So it shocked us for a moment to think like, Is this what happens when people retire? Because this is not what's going to happen to us. And we both looked at each other and we said, yeah, when you retire, you expire because all of them have nothing to do now. Like I could tell by their activities, they really didn't have a life that they were living that excited them anymore. Did that make sense? So my design of my businesses excites me. I travel Mm -hmm. because I create programs So I have to travel like I have, I run a mastermind as an example. And this mastermind has five to six women in it every year because I don't like a bigger number than that. So that's what I said. That's all I want. And it's a lot easier to find a six bedroom house when you're renting a big house than anything above six bedrooms. Very hard to find, right? I can go to any city and get a six bedroom house. So I want to pluck myself out of my day-to-day life, my business. I need to get away and clear my head, and I want mm-hmm. to go back to the days when my girlfriends and I would get away when we were raising kids and all of we just exited life to to talk about How to become better versions of ourselves, to to plan how to be a better mom, to work through our problems, to role play when one of us might be getting a divorce or is dating someone new. You know what I'm saying? We did these things on a beach, hanging Mm -hmm. out as friends. We talked about life. They got me through life. We do the same thing in a mastermind. You talk about your business. You talk about your struggles. You talk about your finances. You ask for resources. They give you advice. These are women that are going to show you your blind spots, whether you want to see them or not. And you go, oh, crap. I didn't even notice that. You guys are totally right and then boom, you have your answer to change course. And I've done this year after year in my mastermind. But on, on top of that, you not only walk out there feeling like a boss, cause I just achieved so much in my business in one mm-hmm. session of a day, we literally will sit in our pajamas from sunup to sundown and just work on business through whatever coffee, you know, order in whatever. And then at the end of the day, we're all like, man do I feel accomplished? The next day we go play. We rent, you know, we go out and we charter sailboats. We go do fun excursions. You know, we eat really good food at really nice restaurants and we play and then we set goals on Sunday before we go home that steps to achieve to get to that bigger change that we said we were just going to do. And then we meet once a month on, on Zoom to stay accountable. I created it that way. Because that's what I wanted. I wanted to travel. I wanted to do a mastermind. And other ladies are like, that's brilliant, but they don't want to create it.
0: They just want to pay and go. Yeah. And it's like there you have those different values and personalities where Mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, cool. I can do that, but I don't want to. Right. I don't, they, there is personalities where it's like, I, I don't want to deal with finding the right Airbnb, managing people, keeping them accountable, making sure doing all the things. Mm-hmm. I just want to give you my money and get, and let me go get, get the, the
1: experience. Yeah, exactly.
0: So yeah. I love that. And yeah. I'm, I'm one where it's like, I, I like to be the boss. I like to build the things too. Um, with that, this is the perfect example of how do you build a business around your lifestyle? You knew mm-hmm. what you wanted, you knew where your values are. You you knew where you wanted to take it and therefore you decided let's keep it small. This yeah. is what the what the framework is going to be. This is what we're going to do and there you go. That's that's how you build packages people. That's how you build a product.
1: If, and then if we're talking about someone who has a, um, I own an, I own another type of business. So, you know, this business is online with the business coaching I do and the community that I run similar, you know, you have a community of people. Um, my husband and I also own a a local business here in Arizona and it's a mobile, it's a mobile pizza business and it's for private events and weddings and corporate events and showers and things like that. So this is a very different business model Mm -hmm. now than my other model, which is flying around every quarter and going to a different house and masterminding and, you know, having the best time. Now we're talking about health codes, food prep, you know, kitchen uh, rentals. We're talking about trailer upkeep. So we own this with uh, one of our children and I was like, I don't want to work in the business. I don't want to be the one flipping mm-hmm. all the pizzas and serving everybody. I'm I'm happy to fill in and I will learn all this and I did learn it in the beginning. But it's like our job right now is to get employees. We need to, if we want to be able to continue growing this business, I need to focus on what I do best, which is building relationships, getting on like AZ Bride Company, um, building all these other relationships so that our employees can just go turn the events, right? You just want them to turn the events to make the cash. So I think that most people forget about that. They think if I can do the work, I keep most of the money, but that's actually not true. When you have employees doing it for you, now you have the time to go sell more events, to do marketing, to do whatever it is that you need to do. I mean, network with someone. And before you know it, they're like, Oh my gosh, I have an event coming up and so-and-so needs a caterer. And then there, boom, you just got another event versus being an employee in your business. And if you're paying an employee $25 an hour, you just made $25 an hour working that event versus selling another one. So you have to shift your mindset to a CEO hat uh, Mm -hmm. versus uh, the mindset of being an employee and creating a job. I see so many entrepreneurs leave corporate America. They create a job for themselves and they're literally slaved to their business they created because they made a job. And that's not why you became an entrepreneur.
0: And I think that's it's, it's a natural growth of,
1: yeah.
0: hey, I don't want this. I'm starting a business. I see a need. I have a passion, whatever it is. And then realizing this. And I've seen people realize it and I've seen people not realize it where it's like, you're doing all the things now you could have stayed in corporate America without having to worry about getting clients in the door and getting all the things (laughs) and doing all the things you would have had an easier life for the same money. So let's get you out of this thing. Let's turn you into an actual business owner, into a CEO rather than you working for in the end, often enough less than 25 bucks an hour because you're doing all the things everywhere and all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I think.
1: and people think working it means something different you know if i'm if i'm out at a mastermind i'm working you know i'm working the entire time and i'm having a lot of fun my, that working looks different, right? So working can be multiple things. It doesn't have to be hard, grueling uh, emails, phone calls, you know, sales, sales, sales. It's about building connections with people. And the more that you build connections with people, the more you're depositing equity into what I call social capital. And that social Mm -hmm. capital is always going to be who you know and who knows you. And you need to be getting in front of the people that don't know you right now, that you know needs to know you, because they're going to be referring people to you. And I would say probably I'm at about a 90% rate now that all of my business, whether it's speaking, paid speaking, keynote, um, workshops locally that I do for the city and some other businesses here, um, uh, any clients that are referred to me, everything now is on referral basis and that took years to grow yeah. to get your name out there because you have to create a digital footprint it's like why do you build a website and then that's all you do with it it's just stay stagnant by the way no one's going to find you if you just build a website you've got to build a digital footprint that drives people to your website so it's about being seen in other people's businesses, letting them promote you, uh, being on other people's podcasts, magazines, blogs, um, articles, you know, being a guest at, at someone's conference, they're promoting you and that creates your digital footprint mm-hmm. online. And I, I, want, I just want to ask everyone, go out and Google yourself right now or your business and see what shows up. And if you're barely even a glimpse of on page one, You're not doing a good enough job. People should only see you.
0: Build it and they will come. Unfortunately, does not work anymore. Not nowadays. And I actually do Google myself regularly. Also because it's like things are getting shared about me and and YouTube videos and all the things, right? Yeah. Where, Where it's like... I think sometimes it's also we are getting comfortable in our community and our circle, and we forget about that that's going to get stagnant, too. So really stepping Mm -hmm. into other people's communities, connecting and continuously growing that. Yes. So... With all of that, you have a whole bunch of stuff going on. We are, we talked about um, you do have your community, you have your mastermind, you have coaching, you do keynote speaking, you do workshops, you do mm-hmm. podcast guesting, you do all the things with multiple businesses on top of things. Mm-hmm. How does that work behind the scenes? What are some of the tools, workflows, processes that allow you to do that? Yeah and still look fresh and gorgeous like you do on camera?
1: (laughs) Uh, Part of that is health. I eat really healthy and I work out. And uh, so everyone that says I'm too busy and don't have time for it, that's a bunch of crap because I mean,
0: you don't pay attention to it. You don't care.
1: It's not important to to say
0: that, right? Yeah, I did.
1: We make, we make time for the things that are important to us. Mm -hmm. And so I start every day, right. You know, with my normal routine, I read. I read books all the way back to like Napoleon Hill and Dale Carnegie. And I constantly reread books and that gives me a lot of inspiration. It keeps my mindset really secure on, you know, uh, what I'm doing, having the, the wall, like I talked about in front of me, keeps me very grounded in what my goals are and where I've come from. Right. So those two things, but the processes that are in place. A lot of it is like you talked about sales funnels, email automations. Um, I do very little manual work. Uh, The manual work that I do is the connecting with others, and that's generally networking, in person, Um, but even smart things like let's say you join the chamber locally uh, for your business. Cause you do a lot of local work. Uh, that is, it becomes automated for you as well. Once you get into the chamber and you're meeting individuals, they're marketing for you because you're a member. So now they're promoting you, they're marketing for you. Uh, people are are going to meet you because they've, they've seen your name within the chamber. So we have to remember that not all automation we create and start, but, uh, I said this, uh, yesterday, I think it was, or earlier today on a conference I was on and I shared with everyone that, you know, people today, no matter what's going on out there, I'm telling you, they are just drowning in content every day. You can open your email, go on any social media feed and it's so much stuff, right? People are starving for connection. They just want to be connected with. And it's so interesting to me when I meet someone brand new and I'm having a conversation with them and I really, and I'm literally interested in them and I'm listening and maybe I'll follow up with them on an email or text them or say, oh, I have someone I think you should meet and introduce them or, and then I say, oh, hey, you told me you're looking for more networking opportunities. I just found out about these three events. Why don't you go ahead and and head there and invite some friends? And they're like, they're shocked that I'm so nice to them. They're shocked that I would take the time to do that for them. And I think to myself, well, I would want you to do that for me. So I just treat other people the way I want to be treated. It's that simple.
0: I think... I think what a lot of people experience is this, they're not used to people listening. We -hmm. are so used to talking at people, promoting the whole content overload, as you mentioned. When we run into somebody that can actually shut up for a minute and let somebody else talk, don't get me wrong. It's like, I'm one where I'm like, I'm, I'm itchy. I love sharing. I love doing so. I literally had to train myself to. I want to hear what people are saying. I want to hear their story. I want to ask the questions, and I had to stop myself from being like, "Oh, do you know this? Do you know that?" And just breathe for a minute, yeah, and let them talk. So I think that's where where people really get surprised when people listen and actually remember.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, and uh, people—the number. Well, every everyone listening today, um, like you and I, are psychics, by the way, because we know every single person's favorite word. Uh, because every person's favorite word is their own name. And uh, even back in like the 1930s, Dale Carnegie, in his book that I was reading, he said they recorded like a hundred. Um, a hundred conversations over the phone or something. And the word I was used over 3,800 times. People are concerned about themselves first. Their name is their favorite thing. So I'm not asking people to sacrifice all of their needs and not serve themselves because that's pouring from an empty cup, right? That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying to truly earn leadership you have to influence others. And the only way you can do that is by serving first. And there is always a slight sacrifice to that. And by, leadership.
0: The, by the way, guys, even if you just call customer support or you are struggling with something, the first thing I do is note down the name of the person I'm talking to. And I at least mentioned that name three times right in the beginning of the conversation. Believe me, if you are struggling with a credit card company or trying to get a return done, it will help. And it comes back around to exactly what you said, Colleen. We, in the end, and it's a survival strategy. We care about us and our survival. What, What is in it for me? And it's not a negative thing. It's it's a survival. It's a nature. Mm-hmm. This is how we grew up. And if we cannot serve ourselves, we can't serve anybody else.
1: So if we know that, then that is our greatest weapon in business because mm-hmm. I call it with them. Like you said, what's in it for me? You All you have to do is know that your customer, all they want to know is how are you going to solve my problem? Yep. Talk to them exactly like that. Conversion's easy. When you're talking to them exactly the way they need to be spoken to and you know who you're speaking to. Like, you know, my, my, uh, my market is a very narrow market in my business that I run online. My market is a very narrow market to the market that I run in my business for the mobile pizzeria, right? It's very narrow. I know who I'm speaking to. So when you know who you're speaking to, how you advertise is easy. Mm -hmm. It's very easy. You want to get more weddings booked, then everything that you're speaking to is to a bride. Because you know she's listening when it's time for her to plan her wedding. She's looking at everything. So you just constantly throw photos out of that, videos, do everything to pull on her heartstrings, at, to the bride, right? So you're going to talk to the bride if that's where you want to grow your business. So again, you just have to be smart. You can't do everything at once. And where your energy flows is where you're going to see the changes in your business. That's where you're going to generate revenue. So, um, I think people try to do too much at the same time. And and people tell me all the time, like you're everywhere. Well, if I record you know, 12 podcasts, and then they're just starting to be uh, uploaded Mm -hmm. and done by my team, it's going to look like I'm recording podcasts and doing live videos and things. But I'm not really sitting there in that moment doing it. I did it months ago, you know,
0: and so the joys of content batching. Yep.
1: (laughs) I think content batching is smart is super smart
0: and it it also takes for me personally it takes away the stress it takes yeah. away the anxiety of oh my god i haven't done this i'm like what Okay, we know exactly we need four YouTube videos. So what are we talking about? Script Mm -hmm. them out, however you script out. I don't fully script, I do talking points. Everybody got their own way. You record the four videos, they go off to the editor, they get scheduled out. My VA is plugging together a couple of posts for that. Cool, same with the podcast. Short form videos. I literally have short form video going out every single day right now on three different platforms. Guess what? It's the same content, guys. It's the same thing. Just literally move the dates around because chances are what you saw on Tuesday on TikTok, you're not going to see on Thursday on YouTube. And you just make the most of all the things you are already creating. But -hmm. again, for everybody starting out, guys, we both have worked our way up to this. Yeah. You don't have to do it all, all at the same time and all at once. I think
1: knowing and understanding franchising, which was, you know, way in my past, understanding that taught me a lot about uh, processes and procedures and standardized processes and procedures because franchising is about duplicating one business to be exactly like the next, right? Yeah. So- Creating processes and procedures in your business in the very, very beginning and ask yourself, is this something that can be automated? Like nothing drives me crazier than someone emailing me and saying, hey, yeah, why don't we meet up next week? Are you are you available on like Tuesday or Thursday from or at eight or five? And I'll write them back and I'll say. Hey, thanks so much for connecting. It was really great. Whatever I want to say to them. And I'll say the easiest way for us to connect uh-huh. is going to be for, to talk, you know, on the phone is going to be for you to find a time on my calendar that works perfectly for you. Yep. So click on the link, find a time because I already know there's no way I'm going back and forth on that time. Doesn't work for me. What about this time? <laughs> Automated. And now in that automation that I sent them, They are automatically going to get an email once they Mm -hmm. register. It's automatically going to go onto their calendar once they register. And then there's auto set up emails to remind them 24 hours or three days before or one hour before a text message goes out to remind them. I want them to remember that they booked that call with me. And then after I'm done talking with them, another automated email is going to go out to them afterwards.
0: <laughs> this is, this is why we get yeah. along so well, because what you yeah. don't know yet, once I mark our notes for this podcast in a certain way, I have an email ready to go that says, Hey, I had so much yeah. fun with you, by the way, would you leave a podcast review, guys? This is a call for you too. remember voting for the podcast and leaving a review, but it's like, Mm -hmm. I, I watch so many people, and I still have this calendar thing going on with people too, where I'm like, really it's 2023. Why do you not have a calendar link? Um, but also showing people that there is processes where I had to learn that people don't see the world. Like I do where it's like, I see processes everywhere. It's mm-hmm. literally a running joke of me walking the property here. And it's like, you are wasting resources. What the hell are you doing? And it's, it, it, I'm like, people don't see the world like this. So yeah. it's fun to watch people that simply don't think like this in the beginning and are being exposed to it where yeah. it's like, we can repeat this. Look, there's, there's actually a yellow brick road you are following every single time. Sweet. Now let's write it out. Mm-hmm. Duplicate it, and suddenly we have five of you.
1: It cracks me up because I was in a very successful drive through of a company that has multiplied and then even moved into another state and multiplied. And I could not believe how they were running their drive through. I was mortified that they would take my order, and this was a large order because I was picking up a whole bunch of stuff for family. And then after I ordered and I said, can I just pay here? They're like, no, you're going to pay at the window. Okay, great. I get to the window. They literally asked me my order. And I said, "I I gave my order. Did it just transfer up here to you? And she said, no. I said, then,
0: then why are you checking my <laughs> order back there? I just,
1: I looked over at my husband and I was like, do I go inside and tell them five things that they could do very quickly to process people through the the drive through faster or do I just let it go? And he's like, let it go. And I was like, you get
0: it. Okay, you got it. Yeah, let, let me it
1: repeat my order again. And we'll wait here for another five minutes. Cause I thought you were already working on my order from the last time I ordered it just to pay up here. So I do know there are a lot of businesses out there that have just done some amazing things now to move efficiency. Remember you have a short span of, of of your attention. So does your client. Yeah. Uh, the best thing you can do if you take one nugget away from this is put your client hat on, put your customer hat on, be your own customer. And if you're not going to buy, don't expect anybody else to buy. If you don't appreciate the things you do, don't expect anyone else to appreciate the things you do. If you're not doing things that you like and appreciate, then start doing them. Be your own customer.
0: Hmm. And with that... You have a freebie for the audience. You have your five myths that are keeping you stuck. Yeah. Uh guys, as always, the link for that is going to be in the description as well as all of Colleen's social posts and everything. You know, guys, you know how this goes. You're going to find all the links in the description. Um do you do you want to talk quick about your freebie uh, anything else where where people can best connect with you? Yeah.
1: You know, what I love about uh, that freebie that I put together was is it has a video of me t- talking with you just straight up raw, right? Because mm-hmm. that's who I am. And it has a worksheet that I want you to kind of think about some of the things of the decisions you're making in your business to decide, is it really that the economy is bad? Is it really that Uh, you know, people just aren't spending money right now because gas is too expensive. It's all BS by the way. You're the one keeping your stuck. You're the one in your way. You're the one preventing the success because we just talked about, Oh my gosh, how many different ways did we just talk about that? You can create automation to generate income very quickly. We gave you tools on how to do that. So you know, for me, I love it when people reach out on LinkedIn and DM me or Instagram and DM me. Um I am not hard to find and I worked really hard on. You can Google Colleen Biggs and I'm six pages on Google. So, you're going to find me anywhere in a magazine. You can go to my website Contact me right away on the very top. You can just schedule a call with me. You can jump on my newsletter. Um, If anything I said resonated with you today, that's what I suggest you do. Reach out to me and connect. I will be the one that connects back with you because I like to do that. That's what I do in my business and my team does the rest.
0: So, and this is why we get along so well, because literally <laughs> if you DM me, I'm the one in there too. Yeah. We just love to talk with people. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much for coming on guys. Thank if you, you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, you know what to do and hit those five stars to make sure everybody else learns how to build businesses that support their lifestyle. And I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks, Thanks so much Colleen.